I suggest that after you listen to this broadcast, you will listen also on the next subject on the spiritual scene of Eve. For you to have a wider understanding on this subject, let us carefully explore on the literal scene of Eve. In our discussion of the spiritual scene of Eve, the following seemingly contradictory verses were not reconciled. In Psalm 51 verse 5, I quote, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. In this verse, very explicit, sin is inherited. Question. If sin is inherited, why do we read its non-transferability in the following? In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 18 and verse 20, as I quote, The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. And the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. The book of uh, Deuteronomy in 24 verse 16, The fathers shall not be put to death for the children. Neither shall the children be put to death for the fathers. Every man shall be put to death for his own sin. This ambiguity in the word of God is resolved in the literal aspect of the sin of Eve, which is the focal point of our discussion. With the clarification of the literal sin of Eve, the non-transferability of sin can then be figured out where this truth is applicable after birth. Can you give one of the most important revelations of God regarding His words in the Holy Bible? Now that we are discussing the literal sin of Eve, Bible believers have not realized this truth, that the letter of the word does not necessarily indicate physical or actual events except by divine revelation. Example, Example number one, the fulfillment of the testament of salvation of God that requires the death of the maker or testator. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 16, For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Hebrews 9, 17, I quote, For a testament is of force after men are dead, otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Example number 2, And so God was manifest in the flesh. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, And without controversy, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. And example number three, the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ where he allowed the two Marys touch his feet and worship him. We can find that in Matthew 28 verse 9. I quote, And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Question. Then, what is the primary purpose of God in giving his words to the respective languages or dialects of people reading it? Primarily, the letter of the word only serves as basis for the intended message of God, and this is by divine revelation. This sensitive topic will be taken up in our discussion in YouTube. I want to know what kind of relationship God has with His chosen in His eternal kingdom. 
My friend, this relationship is revealed to Isaiah and Jeremiah as husband and wife. In Isaiah chapter 54 verse 5, I read, For thy maker is thine husband, the Lord of hosts. And in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 14, I quote, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. It is written, Satan is always jealous of God. How can he mimic or imitate this relationship? As everybody knows, God created Lucifer, the greatest of all angels, turning himself as Satan. He was given some powers. We still remember how he turned the rods of the wise men of Pharaoh into serpents, although inferior to the rod of Aaron becoming a serpent. That is in Exodus chapter 7, 10 to 12. How did Satan manifest his jealousy over God's relationship with his chosen? Since Satan cannot counterfeit God's spiritual relationship with his chosen as husband and wife, he passed through the literal door, so to speak. How did Satan imitate God's relationship with his chosen? With the limited power, Satan turned himself into a man. This is what we read in the book of Ezekiel, in Ezekiel 28 verse 2. Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God, I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man, and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Ezekiel 28 verse 13, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, Every precious stone was thy covering. Why did God allow this to happen? Let us remember only the deserving will be with God in his eternal kingdom. And so, Satan may be compared to a scaffolding of a wise builder in constructing a perfect edifice. Therefore, God bestowed man to have free will as he did in creating nature to follow its due course. Thus, it is written in Isaiah 45 verse 7, and I quote, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. In Amos chapter 3 verse 6, Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord hath not done it? What I want to discuss is God's great revelation regarding the nature of man. Alright, let us read the following while Eve was alone. We all know the serpent is actually Satan and now he is in, in the form of a man. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, I quote, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had, God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, Hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Look how subtle Satan in asking question that Eve had to reply. In chapter 3 verse 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. 
This started their serious conversation. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 4, and I quote, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Verse 5, For God do know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took up the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Am I correct to presume that many people overlook God is speaking in parables? This is written in Psalms 78 verse 2, in Ezekiel 20 verse 49, and more specifically, in the book of Mark, in chapter 4 verse 34, and I quote, but without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. That's right, my friend. Now let us listen to God for the different symbolisms he revealed regarding the literal sin of Eve. Example, the word garden. We will be surprised that garden symbolizes Eve herself as a woman and wife. In Song of Solomon chapter 4 verse 12, a garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse. The word forbidden tree in the midst of the garden very clearly now refers to that part of the body of Eve for the propagation of the human race. Let us remember the diabolical scheme of Satan trying to counterfeit God's spiritual relationship. But for him it is limited to literal relationship as husband and wife of the people. As stated earlier, not everything written in the Holy Bible happened physically unless divinely revealed. Perfect example that actually happened physically are, number one, the Spirit God was manifest, manifested in the flesh. In 1 Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit. Second, this happened when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. In Matthew 1.23, I quote, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. Third, another vivid example was the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and allowed the two Marys do the following. In Matthew 28 verse 9, I quote, and as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by the feet, and worshipped him. Does it mean Satan took advantage of Adam while Eve was alone? Very clear. From the temptation how Satan, now in the form of a man, described the sweetness of the forbidden tree, and so, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Does Eve eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge mean the devil succeeded in his desire of having carnal knowledge with her? Before Adam? This is obvious. Because Eve gave also unto her husband, and he did eat. 
What happened later? This is what we read as Adam and Eve live as husband and wife. Genesis chapter 4, 1 to 2. I quote, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. From the story, we read, Eve gave birth to two sons, Cain and Abel. Let us read again in Genesis chapter 4, 1 and 2. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. One reference for the word new is I read in Wikipedia, carnal knowledge is an archaic or legal euphemism for sexual intercourse. The word carnal derives from Latin carnalis, meaning fleshly. Did I hear correctly that Adam knew Eve's wife and bare Cain and again bare Abel? That is exactly what is written. And it is the first time that Adam knew or having carnal knowledge with Eve. Also clearly written, Eve gave birth to two sons. Therefore, Cain and Abel must be twins. Later it is written, Cain killed Abel. I noticed when Eve gave birth to Cain, she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Does God give any significance for this statement of Eve? To take the statement at face value, this must be the will of God. Therefore, we may conclude that the birth of Cain is the will of God. What may be the reason for the birth of Cain is the will of God? I am only thinking of that scaffolding mentioned earlier being used by a wise builder in constructing a perfect edifice. Perhaps later God has a good explanation for this. If we continue reading the story, Adam knew Eve only the second time when Seth was born in Genesis chapter 4 verse 25 and I quote, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. Yes, quite clear on the letter this must be the second time Adam knew or having carnal knowledge with Eve. What is peculiar with the birth of Seth? This further proved the earlier relationship of Adam with Eve. Genesis chapter 5 verse 3, I quote, And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. From the statement, Adam begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Zeth. Does this fortify the conclusion that the devil succeeded in implanting his seed to Eve? Yes, my friend, the point you raise has great significance to God in establishing his eternal kingdom. God allowed Satan to have carnal knowledge with Eve. And this is scientifically proven under super, superfetation defined in Wikipedia. The fertilization of a second ovum after the onset of pregnancy 
resulting in the simultaneous development of two fetuses of different degrees of maturity. From this, it is clear that Cain is the son of the devil, the firstborn, and Abel is the son of Adam. <clears throat> what happened thereafter regarding the life of Adam and Eve? As husband and wife, they had many more children in Genesis 5.4. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters. Now I can see how the human race carried on with mixed blood on men, of men. However, as earlier premise, it is only on the basis of the letter of the word. This did not happen physically, or it cannot be proved with science. I am glad you reminded our listeners on that matter. Taking the events in the Holy Bible physically made Many people reject it and they are justified. We are to be reminded of the message in the Bible that many people overlook. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, and I quote, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Regarding Cain, what happened to him thereafter? Perhaps, the natural man, as written in 1 Corinthians 2.14, cannot understand why God gave double protection to Cain instead of punishing him. In Genesis 4.15, And the Lord said, Whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon him, lest finding him should kill him. And then in verse 16, And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, on the east of Eden. Again, we are to be reminded of the scaffolding used by a wise builder in constructing a perfect edifice. In much the same way, God wants only the people worthy to be with Him in eternity. Let us continue the story. How people increased in number after all this. Alright. These are the generations from Adam to Noah who walk with God. Adam to Seth. Genesis 5.3 and Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Seth to Enos, Genesis 5.6, and Seth lived an hundred and five years and begot Enos. Enos to Cainan, Genesis 5.9, and Enos lived ninety years and begot Cainan. Cainan to Mahalil, Genesis 5.12, and Cainan lived seventy years and begot Mahalil. Mahalil to Jared, Genesis 5.15 And Mahalil lived sixty and five years and begot Jared. And Jared to Enos. Genesis 5.18 And Jared lived an hundred years, sixty and two years. And he begot Enos or Enoch. Enoch to Methuselah. Genesis 5.21 And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begot Methuselah. Methuselah to Lamech. Genesis 5.28 to 29 and Lamech lived an hundred eighty and two years and begot a son, and he called his name Noah. Noah to Shem, Ham, and Japheth, or Japheth. Genesis 5.32 And Noah was five hundred years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Notice the birth of Seth was something special to God, and so of Noah, 
whom we all know he blessed him in the great deludes. Not only that, we have also noticed Cain was not included in the aforementioned generations while he must have taken wife or wives from the daughters of Eve and had his own bloodline in Genesis 4, 13-24. Cain has a special role equivalent to scaffolding that is a necessary scrap in building an edifice but to be destroyed later. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 15, I quote, And the Lord said, Whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon him, lest any finding him should kill him. Why did we not take this very important phase in the history of mankind in our study in the Bible school and seminary? Yes, my friend. I studied the Holy Bible longer than you did, for I earned my master's degree in divinity. Now let us continue, for there is an element too important to salvation that many people have missed. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 1, I quote, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, verse 2, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they choose. Does God have something to say regarding sons of God and daughters of men that were fair or beautiful? This will bring us back when the serpent, actually Satan disguised himself as man, tempted Eve while she was alone. Something is written about Satan that may fit with what we are discussing. 2 Corinthians 11.14, I quote, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. End of quote. Literally, Satan is a man in disguise who could have easily tempted Eve with his good looks. The clue is from what is written in Genesis chapter 6 verse 2, and I quote, That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they choose. What is the significance of the verse just cited? No question the sons of God must be the progeny of Seth, the true sons, son of Adam, as earlier mentioned. As we can safely conclude that the daughters of men who were fair and beautiful were the children of Cain, the son of Satan, an angel of light, who must be attractive or handsome? Then, what is the complication in the intermarriage of the sons of God with the daughters of men? Let us remember, Noah, a chosen of God, must be a progeny of Seth. From the marriage of Noah and his three sons, God will reveal the basis of Jesus Christ calling his listeners. In John 8.44, I quote, you are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. This perfectly matches Adam's claim in Genesis 3.20, and I quote, And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Why did Adam call Eve the mother of all living? 
Does not light come from the sperm of the husband and not from the ovum of the wife? Yes, my friend. But God revealed that sin originated from Eve who represents mankind. Let us continue the story of Noah. After the great deluge in Genesis 9.20, I quote, Genesis 9.20 down to verse 25, And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine, and he was, and he was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. And Noah awoke from his wine, and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. It was Ham, the son of Noah, who saw his nakedness. Why did Noah curse Canaan? supposed to be his grandson, and not Ham, who saw his father's nakedness. The justification is revealed by God with the spiritual equivalent of the letter of his words in the following, Leviticus 18.8, I quote, The nakedness of thy father's wife shall thou not uncover, it is thy father's nakedness. From the verse, it is clear the nakedness of the father, Noah, in this instance, is symbolized by the nakedness of his wife. And so, what Ham actually saw is the nakedness of his mother. What other revelation does God give regarding the nakedness of the father, which is actually the nakedness of the mother? Look, the nakedness of the mother has further, deeper meaning to God. Leave Leviticus 20 verse 11, I quote, and the man that lieth with his father's wife hath uncovered his father's nakedness. Deuteronomy 22, verse 30. A man shall not take his father's wife, nor discover his father's skirt. My friend, from the revelation of God, Ham actually cohabitated with his mother. Yes, and that is the clue that Mrs. Noah, the mother of Ham, cannot be a descendant of Seth, but of Cain, the son of the devil. Taking the letter of the word, what Noah did was to curse Canaan, the fruit of a diabolical union between an evil woman and a wicked man. How can we say now that mankind is tainted with the blood of Cain? The result is very clear now that all people came from the three sons of Noah. Genesis chapter 6 verse 10. I quote, And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then in chapter 9 verse 19, These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. What does God want to convey from this great revelation in taking the letter of the world? Since Mrs. Noah was a daughter of Cain, the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, are all tainted with the blood of Cain, who is the son of the devil. No wonder in tracing the genealogy or ancestors of Joseph in the book of Luke 3, 23-38, from whom Jesus' family tree is associated, the name Cain is very clearly omitted. From Joseph to Heli, to David, to Jesse, to Obed, to Boaz, to Canaan, 
Arpaksad, to Shem, to Noah, to Lamech, to Matuzela, to Enoch, to Jared, to Mahalil, to Kainan, to Enos, to Seth, to Adam, and originally to God. What other clue does God reveal that indeed Cain is the son of the devil? Now, counting the generation from Adam to Enoch, the seventh generation, again, Cain is not included. Genesis chapter 5 verse 1, Adam, the first generation. Genesis 5.3, Seth, the second generation. Genesis 5.6, Enos, the third generation. Genesis 5.9, Kainan, the fourth generation. Genesis 5.13, Mahalil, the fifth generation. Genesis 5.15, Jared, the sixth generation. And Genesis 5.18, Enoch, the seventh generation. In Jude chapter 1 verse 14, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied. Very clear, Enoch, the seventh generation, is the last man having the pure blood of Adam. What other tip regarding this miserable spiritual status of mankind? Have you noticed in the following, Eve is called the mother of all living instead of Adam as the father? When life comes from the sperm of the father? Genesis 3.20, I quote, And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Precisely this is God's revelation of the tainted blood of mankind called the fall, where everybody no longer has the Spirit of God. If God created man in the image of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and pictured as lamb after the fall, all people are now depicted as goats. Now it is very clear why David claimed in Psalm 51 verse 5, I quote, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Hence, everybody is a spiritual goat or natural man. Romans 3, beginning in verse 10, then verse 11, verse 12, jump to verse 23. I will quote, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How then do we end this important treatise regarding salvation? As Jesus Christ told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, Verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And also in verse 5, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. May we invite our listeners to take note also of our discussion at YouTube regarding God of the Holy Bible and baptism and born again. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Psalm 150, 1-2. To, to God be the glory.